Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. Patriots Against CPS Corruption invites you to attend our March for Texas Children. DFPS has failed the families of Texas. The Texas Special Committee on DFPS has also failed the parents. Time to make our voices heard and surround yourself with those who are on the same mission as you. Join us on the March for Our Children, September 21st, 2022, starting at 1 p.m at 701 West 51st Street, Austin, Texas, 78751. Be nice to make this a global rally. If everyone across the states would like to participate and get people together, and that would be a wonderful show that we care about our children. I have a brand new guest. I have John Udison on. He is a pro se litigant dad who won his case against CPS. So we have a lot to learn from him. And we're going to also talk about Hearts Across America and this Title IV-E funding. So I welcome you to the show. John, how are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm glad to have you on. So how did all this begin? I, I You know, like the CPS coming to uh, take your child? Well, um, at the age of four, my daughter had a brain hemorrhage, and we mm -hmm. didn't even know um, a uh, uh, birth defect, ABM birth defect. And uh, she was life flighted, and I spent five weeks with her in the hospital. And uh, during that five weeks, uh, CPS was showing up at my house, and like, uh, uh, blackmailing my wife. Uh, mm. I want her to say that I beat my kids and her all the time. And, and uh, when they want to uh, pin this brain hemorrhage on us, oh. uh, but it was a birth defect. And uh, like they were offering her uh, places to live and like financial assistance and vehicles. And like, well, she wouldn't take it. She said, my husband doesn't. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't happen here, and they wouldn't like, believe her. And uh, so when I got home uh, with my daughter, uh, uh, she had part of her brain removed. I'm going to add that. And oh. after like, she got home, uh, they, like, like uh, filed a case in the juvenile court uh, uh, for medical neglect. Because mm -hmm. after the surgery, they said it, like, uh, we weren't looking after the surgical wound and all this, and they manipulated the court. Uh, like, um, like, well, I'm going to shorten it up a little, but they lied in court, violated court orders, mm -hmm. and uh, they were allowed to do so. Um, and I wouldn't allow them on my property. And so they, uh, um, the county attorney's office, uh, with every day, had the cops over at our house doing well checks. And uh, uh, my daughter's neurosurgeon, like she warned us uh, that any raise like blood pressure or um, anxiety could kill her, like because of the brain surgery and the blood pumping through her brain and I uh, busting open those arteries or whatever in her brain, uh, blood vessels, and it could kill her. Um, so I called the neurosurgeon, and this is in October. Um, and I asked them, is there any... Um, a uh, letter, note, or something that I can give to these people 
because whenever the cops knocked on the door, uh, my daughter would freak out because they already had her traumatized enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, then in like December, um, that's when uh, we noticed her, her wound wasn't healing properly. Like, so we said something about it right away. Like, so in February, uh, February um, 11th of last year, we go into court and like find out if the kids are going to be with us or if they're going to be removed from the home. And I went up on the witness stand. I didn't have anything to hide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the county attorney walks up to me and he asked me if uh, when I made that phone call, uh, 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 wanting a um, doctor's note uh, for them to leave us alone, um, did I happen to mention about my daughter's head wound not healing properly? And I answered the question honestly. I said no. Um, but he turned around and he walked away and he said no further questions. And I, my public defender should have gotten up and asked me why. But he mm-hmm. didn't say anything. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I wasn't able, uh, 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 like I said, I made the call in October, plugging in the end. Uh, the incident happened in December. So uh, how could I report it? Like we reported it when we found it out, but the way it looked in court is that I neglected that. Um, and it was impossible mm-hmm. to do. Uh, so they took the kids. Um, and that just like blew me away. I didn't realize that this was happening in our court system. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom didn't either. Like she didn't know that uh, like all this happened with the family courts. And that's the problem with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because nobody knows about it until it happens to them. The media has it so silenced uh, that you don't even know it happens. But they just hide behind the uh, name CPS, Protective Services, Child Protective Services, and everybody thinks that's what it is. But it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, when did you decide to go pro se like what pushed you over the edge uh, when it? i realized i was never going to see my kids again mm. uh, because nobody cares about my kids the way i do and uh uh my public defender didn't care it's like i would offer him all this evidence once i walked into his office and i told him i said look they're doing this and this and this and this um and he asked me he goes where's the evidence and i said out of my car and he said well go get it and then i brought it into him and he was like like what do you want me to do with this just exactly oh, what you said you were going to do. Oh, no. I mean, that went on for months. I mean, uh, there was an investigation uh, back in May. And uh, uh, there was no police report filed. Like, no kind of report filed after it. And, like, uh, uh, law mandates here, I don't know about anywhere else, but if there's an investigation uh, that's uh, brought on, uh, by the abuse hotline that there has to be a police report when they investigated and they didn't have one. Like, and that's what I mounted my attack. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was asking CPS, where is the report? And they said they don't have one. They're waiting on it from the cops. I mean, I got all that in email too. And then I went into the cops. I asked the cops, where's the police report? And they said, you have to get that from them. And I said, well, they're waiting for you. And he said, well, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I got all that on audio record. And, uh, like, so finally, um, about after a month, uh, uh, my kids were always showing up at the visits uh, with bruises 
uh, bite marks all over their backs. Um, like I said, mm -hmm. my daughter just had this major brain surgery, and I did over there pounding on it. We got the pictures. Like, we still have the uh, pictures, and I'm going to give them to the senator when I see them. And nobody did anything about it. Um, so I gathered all these pictures up and I walked into the police station and I slammed them down on the counter. I said, now you're going to do something about this shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that afternoon, uh, uh, they were in the county attorney's office uh, uh, having a meeting uh, because now I had the pictures, not the casework. And uh, like that week, they were moved out of that foster home. Wow. Uh, 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 but what the county attorney did, uh, because I kept asking them about this, why? Because I, uh, because they didn't file that police report uh, back in May. My kids were in that uh, foster home an additional two months, being abused and beaten. Why? So there's my thing against the county attorney right there, because I brought it up uh, the day that I fired my uh, public um, uh, um, defender. Like right after that hearing was our hearing. I went into the courtroom with all these pictures, uh, the police report, uh, which was falsified because the county attorney used the police report that I filed and then he wrote on it, but that's the one from May, like which is a lie. Hmm. So I let the judge know, I let the judge know that uh, uh, there is an investigation um, and he looked over at the county attorney and asked, uh, there was an investigation back in May about this. Like and they said, yes, your honor. And he held up a pile of papers and he said, why isn't this in my report? And they said, I don't know, your honor. And I knew right mm -hmm. there, but they're in trouble. Uh, no. Plus my wife had our uh, 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 newborn baby in the courtroom. Like, and this mm -hmm. is the same day, the judge looks over at the county attorney again. Like, he said, I see Mr. Judison over there with a the newborn baby. Uh, well, and the county attorney said, yes, your honor. And he goes, so what you're telling me is that the home is safe enough for a newborn, mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 but not the older kids. And they just shrugged their shoulders. And they said, I don't know again. And, uh, uh, but he looked at him and uh, the judge said, well, that's quite the paradox, wouldn't you say, counselor? Like, and they just kind of shrugged their shoulders again. And uh, uh, that was a rough day for the county attorney's office. Uh, was a day that I took over the case myself. Good for you. And That's, uh, that's excellent. Uh, but I let the county attorney know right to his face that you're not going to be county attorney again. This mm -hmm. is your last year on the job. And uh, um, on uh, February 9th of this year, like uh, we went back into court um, and the judge asked the county attorney, um, um, uh, do you agree uh, with the recommendation to let the kids come home? And like when he answered, he couldn't even look at the judge. He was looking at the table and down on his lap and he mumbled, uh, yes, your honor, we agree, but no objections. Well, and the judge looks at him and he goes, are you sure about that counselor? And I was like, well, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. You know, the guy gave his answer. Why are you asking him if he's sure? You know, I didn't say nothing. Well, cause it was about to happen and I just let it go. And then everybody agreed. 
but I called the guardian ad litem out on uh, her crap last year. And mm -hmm. once I became like my own lawyer, uh, uh, I really worried these people. Mm -hmm. Like, cause then I can have contact with the county attorney's office uh, by myself. And I use that to my advantage because I asked him about the police report. Um, like, and then he, he uh, sends me back in an email that, um, uh, like you have to file a uh, report with the hotline and get the police involved. I said, we already did that. I said, where's the police report? And he mm -hmm. never answered me back. But I even mm -hmm. asked him, so you like, want me to report this all over again? Uh, second time and then you'll do something about it um mm -hmm. charges were never filed against the people that beat my kids and i got pictures of all the bruises and everything like i said and uh, uh what i asked him about that and he just said the same thing um, you have to call the police to get the police involved like, well the local police are a bunch of criminals uh, mm -hmm. uh, they illegally searched my home uh broke into my car and all this other stuff and it's just like where do i turn <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so so i had to do it myself like because nobody else would do it uh once i went to this lawyer and they wanted seventy five hundred dollar uh, retainer just to uh uh play their game go along with the program i said are you kidding me we're gonna charge me seventy five hundred dollars for something i can do without you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm not playing their game. That's the whole problem. Uh, well, there's nothing you can really do because they make their own rules and they set their own guidelines. I said, not with my kids, they don't. So I turned around and walked out of her office and that's the day that I, this isn't happening anymore. Mm -hmm. And no, so, that, that's good. Uh, uh, but I, I went through hell doing it. Um, like, like last June, like when I lost my visits, um, I was working um, over an hour away from home. Um, so I would get off work at like six o'clock. I would get home at seven, uh, uh, quarter after seven in the morning, and I'd have to get out of the house like within thirty minutes because the kids were coming over. Um, so I had to go out to the park. And I sit there for like eight hours every day mm. after working 12 hour overnight shifts, like Monday through Friday, uh, packed enough food to get me through the day and water and all the like legal papers and all the, the uh, phone numbers I needed and food. And I just sat out at the park and every day it was 115 degree heat, you know, but, um, when I was on the phone uh, with the FBI, the governor's office, uh, like senators, uh, congressmen, and like agencies that like claim uh, that they help people in these situations and they wouldn't even return my phone calls. Mm -hmm. um, and the FBI even said that uh, uh, my, uh, my complaint's legit, uh, but they're so overwhelmed, like they would never get around to my um, investigating it. You know, and this is human trafficking or mm -hmm. kids, and that's one of the things on their website. 
but when it comes to CPS, oh, sorry, we don't have time. And uh, what's another thing that made me realize is, you know what? We have to keep fighting this even after the kids do come home. Uh, yeah, it's safe. Nobody's right. safe in this country. This is like 1938 Germany. <laughs> Most definitely. It's out of control. It's been out of control for so long. And uh, since ASFA in 1997, everything's rapidly gone downhill. Takes a village. You know, the day I heard Hillary say that, I was like, what? There's right. a lot of village idiots out there. I don't want them involved with my kids, you know, being raised. And I was right. Back uh, then, I was only 14 or 15 years old, and I called that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It's just... Oh. It's illegal. Uh, that too and uh, they seem to get away with it um have you filed like a federal case against them not yet um i was waiting on this one to close i mean i even uh caught their lawyer up in a lie um uh uh by email like, mm -hmm. so i'm holding that against them too i mean this is uh but i was warned about that federal case i mean uh, you got to have a lot of money to fight those uh, because they can just drag it on and drag it on. That's what they do because they have a lot more money than I do. So they're just going to drag it on until I go uh, negative in the hole like with my funds. So, I mean, I have to work around that and there has to be other ways. Um, I would like to do a um, class action like suit. Um, and I've enrolled in a couple other lawsuits uh that have been offered to me so i'm going to see how that works out mm -hmm. well they're they're going to say that you have a two-year statute of limitation to file a federal lawsuit at least right. that's what i was told well, it's either but, two or four years but the, the thing is really with statutes of limitation if you're still suffering from the effects of what happened then there are no statute of limitation and with uh uh child abuse uh, resulting in physical harm, there's no limitation on that either. Mm -hmm. I've already looked into that one. So I would like to sue the county mm -hmm. uh, uh, for the neglect. And I've already raised that. I uh, 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 called the courthouse and I left a message on the risk management uh, uh, person's voicemail I was letting them know I want to file the suit against the county and I like to bring in my evidence look it over with them and he never got back to me and like right after that's when the county attorney kind of shut his mouth and got back into a corner and uh, uh, nobody ever said anything about it but I know what I got they know what I got too uh, but I'm gonna meet with the senator on August 3rd and I'm gonna give uh, my not so honorable mention uh, to the CPS office, but first handled our case and the county attorney. And I got all this evidence I could show them, look what they're doing to us. Um, uh, but I'm gonna um, um, keep my promise like one way or another that like, he won't be county attorney again in November. And, uh, uh, but that's a hell of a challenge because he's a, 
<laughs> he's the only one on the ballot. So there's yeah, a couple that, other there's a couple yeah. other ways to handle that too. Yeah, when they're the only one on the ballot and people don't even know what they're voting for. Right. Uh, but there's some other people uh, that I got some ideas from. Um, I don't know if you know Sandra Karen or not, but me and her have talked. Mm -hmm. She uh, she can be found on uh, controlled uh, that Facebook page, uh, child trafficking. I'm horrible with names. Mm -hmm. um, but, but there's a way with her and another group. I don't know like how much I should mention about like what they do. I mean, I should For probably, next question. I'd let them do that because uh -huh. uh, I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot into it that right. there was a law hidden away by, uh, by Nixon back in 72 where uh, like you can handle these people in these high positions uh, who believe that they're above the law. It's mm -hmm. an environmental thing. And uh that's maybe all I can say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, this whole Title Four E, well, B, D, and E funding has been just nothing but uh, a heartache and uh, destruction for a lot of people. Absolutely. You know, and do you see? I don't know an end to that. I know it's probably got to be repealed. I don't know. It pulls in so much money, billions of dollars per year per state. Yeah, uh, but I'm going to mention that uh, uh, with the senator, and I'm going to throw some numbers at him. Uh, uh, $10 billion uh, per year uh, uh, coming out of our uh, Social Security uh, uh, taxpayer money that what we're supposed to get. Like, so we were paying them to do this to us. Oh, right. And then, like, how many kids wind up dead? How many come up missing? I mean, there's a lot of places worse than others. Uh, like uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, that's a mess down there. And up in Minnesota, it's a mess. I mean, it's like more of a mess than usual. And there's, like... There's a lot of kids missing. And I, something needs to be done about it. So I'm going to bring that up to the senator. And mm -hmm. I'm hoping that the news cameras are there. Because I believe uh, um, a lot of people don't know where their uh, money's going when they pay their taxes. And exactly. I think they're going to be pretty pissed off when they hear about it. Like, so I'm hoping the news will mm -hmm. be that. Uh, there are a couple news places that I've already called and asked them if they're going to be there. One of them said our local news said that uh, Mr. Um, um, uh, how do you put it? Like number one on my list, uh, but it all depends on like what's happening in the news that day. I mean, we can have a mass shooting. You're gonna like have to go to that, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, God forbid. But uh, mm -hmm. nowadays, you never know. Um, but, so we'll see. I don't know if do, they're going to be there or not, but I hope they are. Do you think the press is afraid to delve into this? And I think really... they're terrified, yes. Yes, I agree. 
Like somebody silenced them on this. Like Fox News. It's like I've reached out to them more than once. Uh, Fox News channel, and they've ignored me every time. And then I heard through the grapevine that they've been silenced on the family court stuff. Like what I want to know is by who? Like mm -hmm. that's where I'm going to start first. Kids are being murdered and they're being abused sexually and physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you don't want to say anything about it? Mm -hmm. Why is that? You know, and also these kids are also t taken out of loving homes. Exactly. Um, it's, it's not, yeah, it's not like CPS is really doing their jobs, removing kids from homes where they are getting beaten up. Yep. They're going into these other homes where kids are loved and cared for by, you know, two parents or, you know, right. one or two parents. And because they're more adoptable if they're, I, I, I don't know, less traumatized. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, I've been reading all over. Um, uh, we lost another child recently. Uh, 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 the mother like, hogtied the kid and like, like wrapped a rope around his neck or something. And when the uh, CPS um, came in or uh, when the police came in, uh, the mom said that the kid's better off like that, this way. Uh -huh. Like CPS said that they were there and everything was fine, but they hadn't been there uh, pretty much ever. When they knew about the situation, they knew the kid was being abused. Uh, but their caseloads are like so overwhelming and they do it's like, we like file these false reports. Yeah, I was there. Everything was fine. You know, and that goes into the system and nobody thinks about it till this happens. Um, and then they find out, uh, like, we never went there, you know, and now the kid's dead. Um, mm -hmm. One of my other issues is um, uh, caseworkers, uh, they need to get the same sentence that the murdering parent does. Oh, I agree. We should hold them accountable. Why? Because what would happen if uh, my kid was like, um, like she was in my custody and ended up dead? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't I go to jail? Well, now the kid is in uh, mm -hmm. CPS custody and they get murdered, but nothing happens to CPS. You know, we need to like maybe they'll go over there more often, and like maybe they'll be worried about what happens to this this kid if. Well, they can uh, face murder charges too. You know, it's like a lot of people want to want to see them abolished completely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, uh, 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 we do need help, though. I mean, some kids out there really do need help. You know, but we need to find someone that wants to help, and we need to get rid of that funding. Uh, I, because when they don't have an incentive for removing the kids from the home, but maybe they won't want to do it as much. You know, actually want to help the family and not pull the kid out of foster care. You know, but or what if we, oh, I'm sorry, kid. go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I'm just saying uh, when the bonus isn't uh, hanging over our heads and they won't want to take the kids out of the home as much. So I want to work with the family. Mm -hmm. Well, we need I, honest people to do that. Well, 
you know, if a kid is getting beaten up, say two doors down, and you know it, and you know, you can, you see it, you know it, you should call the police. Why are we calling this frivolous agency to not do their jobs? Right. Well, the cops are going to call them anyway. And that's the problem. That is the problem. The, the cops should be over there investigating, removing the child, taking the child to the ER. And I know there's social workers in the ER that help place like people into nursing homes or, right. or whatever care. Um, because I used to be an ER nurse, but that's what should be happening is there should be some other setup and not CPS or whatever alphabet soup they want to call themselves. Right. But there call should an be aunt or uncle to take the kid for a while to figure out what's going on. Right. Right. You know, but they don't do that. Yeah. There they should always be. People. Yeah. There should be kin, if I, kinship care. They're supposed to be. That's mm -hmm. in their manual. That's their number one thing. Like placing the kids with uh, relatives. Like, but they don't get any money for that. Like, they don't get any money when they bring the kids back home either. They lose mm -hmm. all their funding on that child. There's no money in uh, uh, reunification. And this is what the problem is. Mm -hmm. The root of this is that for funding. That's my main thing. That needs a change or it needs uh, like why would you give a, a, a bonus for uh, putting kids in foster care? Like an adopting them out. Like why would you that makes no sense because it's in their manual uh, mm -hmm. reunification is the main goal uh, uh, but nobody wants to do it because they don't get any money in their pockets when it's done. They adopt them out, they get a bonus. And that's where the problem is. Mm -hmm. So they lie in court, manipulate, violate court orders, and that's it. People never see their kids again, and it's all over money. Yeah, or these kids are being trafficked across state lines. Yeah. Chicago right now. Mm -hmm. Kids are living in motels, and that's the number one uh, uh, place for sex trafficking is motels. There's like five major hotel chains uh, uh, who assist with this. Uh, they've been listed and uh, uh, they're all over Chicago. Uh, there was a grandmother that I know in uh, West Virginia and her 17-year-old uh, uh, granddaughter was about to be moved out to Chicago uh, uh, but the mother never lost her rights as a parent she still had parental rights but they're going to move her from West Virginia out to Chicago when they're so overpopulated now mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. they're living in motels what's that tell you right well, why would you move a 17 year old girl from like West Virginia out to Chicago when they're overpopulated in the foster care system as it goes. Right. But they ended up not moving in West Virginia. Uh, Chicago told them, no, we're not taking her, luckily. But, uh, and also those uh, foster kids that were missing from Missouri, close to, what, a thousand missing? And uh, no I believe there was more than that. Yeah, uh, I believe so too. And no one bothered like looking. 2018 
to uh, uh, 2020. Well, I don't know if uh, this number is only Missouri or if it's all over, but there was 180,000 missing children in them two years in foster care. That one I'd have to look up again, but mm -hmm. that's a big number. Mm -hmm. Where I live, I looked it up and there's uh, 69 kids missing out of foster care here in Nebraska. You know, and I'm gonna bring that up to the Senator. Uh, mm -hmm. What, one kid's too many? 69 doesn't sound like a lot, but when other places uh, have a couple thousand or more kids missing, like, but uh, like I said, one's too many. Or we got 69, and I don't see anything about their faces hanging on uh, uh, light poles or hanging up mm -hmm. in the grocery store or anything. Where, uh, how do we find these kids when we don't know who they are, what they look like? We just have a number. You know, so, I had read somewhere that they're also being trafficked into Europe. Yeah. I mean, there's an agency out there called like Angel Wings or something uh, where they hunt these kids down. Uh, when I called them, I never got an answer from them. Hmm. They never answered my, uh, my voicemails, my emails, or anything. They just ignored me totally. Um, and there was a couple places that did that to me. Like hmm. One guy always said that he would get back to me. I would leave message after message. And this is while I was sitting out in the park. Uh, and, uh, like nobody ever got back to me. I'm like, wow, you guys really care. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And like with your daughter's head injury, you know, um, do you know, while she was there, you know, were they watching this? Probably not. Oh yeah. Um, I got a report cause I complained about it all the time and the, uh, guardian had lied them. I wrote in her report, and I have this, her uh, uh, recommendation uh, back in uh, uh, June 29th. Uh, we had a court date, but it was canceled. We had like three court dates canceled, like right in a row. And uh, like she said that, uh, like she wanted to make, uh, like make me, uh, what the hell was I trying to say? Like make me out to be crazy, and like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, um, saying that I believe uh, when there was um, uh, when they were being abused in the foster home and all this kind of stuff. Like she said, like uh, recommending um, another six months out of the home. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 so that would have left the kids in that abusive foster home another six months. Uh, but I had all the pictures, like I said, and like she said in the report, she knows uh, uh, that they roughhouse there. These people used to be my best friends, so I know what goes on in the house. Mm -hmm. well, I've watched it, uh, reported it um, anonymously, and I, uh, uh, nobody ever did anything to these people. And uh, um, so I ripped into her at the, uh, like, uh, first family team meeting, I asked her, um, she was sitting across the table from me, and I asked her, I said, what exactly is your job? Like, yeah. And she looked at me all confused, and like, she couldn't even answer that. Mm -hmm. I said, you're here to represent my children. Like, she said, yes, I am here for that. And I said, uh, why don't you do it then? 
Mm-hmm. I said, you never been over when they visit and like uh, watching uh, like how we interact with them, how they are around us or anything. Or she said, well, I go to the foster home and I said, yeah, I'm looking at the bruises all over my kids. Mm. I said, what are you doing? We're not, we're not representing my kids. Uh, I said, you represent the county attorney's office. But right after that, she changed her tune. She was on board with us after that. Why? Because she knew that I had that report in my hand and I was going to use it against her. But that's negligence too. Oh, yes. So I racked up negligence against each and every one of these people. Um, and it's uh, uh, worse than negligence to what they removed the kids for. What they claimed that wasn't even true. And also deliberate interference. Yep, yep. So I had them over the barrel yeah. of, of pretty much every level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, they're just, you know, I just can't believe this country is coming to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so sorry you went through that, but at least you beat them at their own game. Yeah. You know, and that feels good. It, like, really sucks what happened. And I, like, feel mm-hmm. for my kids. But um, I've had to learn to look for the good in all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I uh, made a deal with God in the beginning that if you brought my kids home, that, uh, that I would do his work to, uh, like, help the rest of the kids in the world and uh, across the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's holding me to that. Why we uh, we have doors opening every day now. Mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, 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 now I'm meeting with uh, with the senator, and there's like all these shows and everything that I've been doing every now and then. And it's like um, there's a lot of doors open, and I'm going to walk in every single one of them and see what I can do. So. On, on Facebook, um, where can you be found? Uh, the Voice of Our Children, um, Exposing CPS Corruption. Uh, uh, that's one of my groups. And the other one, um, it has the names of my kids in it, so I don't think I'm going to tell you that one. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but you can look me up in that group, and also I'm, uh, 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 my, my main page. So, um, do you ever have anyone that wants to email you or do you give your, I'm email working on? with people, <laughs> uh, I know. one person I've been working with, uh, when she came to me, uh, like she didn't have a lot of hope, mm. but, I, but I let her know. And this is, this is my number one rule. Like when you want to fight these people, you have to do it outside the courtroom. You're not mm-hmm. going to beat corruption in the corrupted courtroom. Like you okay. have to get them outside the courtroom. And like, what I mean by that is uh, 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 have all your conversations uh, written in like emails, uh, preferably. Uh, uh, you can't lose them and no one can alter them. Uh, because when they take your kids, they're breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Like they're lying in the courtroom. So they're gonna have to make one lie after another lie to cover up the lies they already made. and. What, once you get that in writing, 
Like you're halfway home. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how I beat this case. Because I had so much what built up against them that I went up to them face to face. I said, now you're done. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be county attorney next year. And I'm going to, uh, um, go to federal court with this and I'm going to sue every single one of you mm -hmm. and my kids are home. Well, that's an awful bold thing to say to the guy that can like ruin your life and take your kids forever. Mm -hmm. But I knew what I had against him and I wasn't afraid because he's evil. Exactly. And I think a lot of parents are afraid to go up, you know, sometimes, you know, they get PTSD from getting screamed at by a judge or an attorney and they feel they can't do this without an attorney. Right. When the lawyer's actually not helping you at all, a lot of them aren't. No. But that mother I've been working with, uh, like that's the route that we took. And like, well, she's pregnant too. Uh, 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 and they're after her. But anyway, uh, we have them so pinned against the wall, like right now, uh, uh, that the CPS lawyer, like she ordered the caseworkers not to have any contact with her until after the hearing. Mm. Well, like she didn't know what to think about that. And I said, well, think about it. When does a lawyer like, want you not to talk to anybody? Like, when you're in trouble. Mm-hmm when you can incriminate yourself and you don't need to be saying anything else. And that's where we are like right now. Um, and the girls lawyers, um, uh, we got them so mad that, uh, uh, they want to do this. Um, um, uh, what they called a gold change. Uh, freaking her out about that because they want to put the kids up for adoption. Uh, because she made him mad. Uh, mm -hmm. We got the uh, like foster home investigated, and now uh, uh, there's a new lady in the picture now um, doing the visit. She gets one one-hour visit via Zoom every week. Oh no! That's all she gets, and like she didn't even do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And like so, now we got the caseworker on. Uh, her way out, we got the, uh, her lawyer uh, um, sending emails, like, uh, letting their lawyer know that this is all uh, like retaliation. Where's your evidence that my client is a bad parent? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he asked for this evidence like three weeks ago, and they haven't sent him anything yet. You know, so we got him right now. Like, we mm -hmm. just have to keep going with it. Be careful. Like, never be rude when you're... Uh, um, as hard as it is, be polite, uh, like mm -hmm. in email, because you don't want them using that against you. Mm -hmm. Be professional, uh, please and thank you, and all this other stuff, and it will pay off. Mm -hmm. you know, if there's any advice you can give a parent, you know, what is the best advice you could give a parent in uh, this situation? Don't open your door to these people. Talk through a window or something. Uh, don't sign a, a safety plan because uh, that's a contract. Like once you sign that contract, uh, we're admitting guilt. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 but you need a safety plan. 
That's their contract. As soon as you sign that, they're in your life. Exactly. Um, there's a guy that I'm working with. He's a like, very powerful ally in this. He's a uh, former CPS caseworker. And like, he wasn't able to do the job. He couldn't do the corruption and like, like what they wanted him to do. So he quit. Um, and then he opened up uh, uh, this agency. It's the only agency in the uh, country like this. Um, he will navigate you through all the CPS uh, 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 tactics and all their plans, what they're going to do to you. He already knows what they're going to do so he can help Mm -hmm. I um, uh, navigate people through this. Uh, he does charge, but not a lot. It's a mm -hmm. lot less than a lawyer. It's like $150 for the base like program. And I believe it goes up to like uh, uh, $350. Um, he has one office. Uh, it's in like Delaware or like uh, somewhere, but uh, he does it over Zoom or like whatever. He does a meeting with the people. And like helps them navigate through the system. Mm -hmm. um, what you want, I can uh, 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 give you the name of the agency, and like people can get a hold of him. Uh, but they have to be new into the system. I mean, he can't do much for you when you're six months into the, you know, the uh, program already with these people. It has to be a fresh case, like mm -hmm. probably within a couple months. And like he does help people. And mm -hmm. like, uh, but he's really good at it. And like, he came to me. And well, he that's wants good. to help. Mm -hmm. uh, he believes in what we're doing and he wants to help. I could put all that information in the podcast notes. Yeah. As well, as well as your email, right? You don't mind if people contact you through your email? No, go ahead. That's what I want. Because I want to have a big pile of these like letters for the senator on August third. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Well, um, I'd like to have you on as a return guest. Yeah, no problem. Okay. So, uh, don't jump off. Okay. Slam the gavels, the podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption. Please join us again here in the future with John Udison and other exciting guests. Thank you again, John. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you.